It's the Great Dante Read-Through. It's the Great Dante Read-Through, where we are reading through all of the comic strip, The Adventures of Nikolai Dante. Co-created by Robbie Morrison and Simon Fraser from the weekly science fiction anthology comic, 2000 AD. I'm Simon Fraser. And I'm Edie Nugent, freelance writer and Simon's wife. Join us as we swashbuckle our way through the Russian Empire of the future. Warning, there will be spoilers. We will be talking in depth about these comics, so if you haven't read them yet, listen at your own risk. To join our book club and read along with us, go to shop.2000ad.com to pick up the books in hard copy or digital. Today we're reading The Full Dante and Moscow Duelists, found in Progs 1071 to 1075. Hi, Simon. Hi, Edie. So... We are here, uh, so we're reading The Full Dante. The Full Dante. The Full Dante. Written by Robbie Morrison. Robbie Morrison. And drawn by Charlie Adlard. Charlie Adlard. Yes. Letters by Annie Parkhouse. Annie Parkhouse, as ever. Mm. Um, okay, preamble to this. Um, Robbie and I and Charlie and a bunch of other friends were in the Angoulême Comics Festival the year we're doing, this, this, this year, whenever it was, two, uh, 1996, 97. Um, and we were talking to Char Charlie, of course, if you know what Charlie looked like in the mid nineties, he had longish black hair and a goatee beard. He looked exactly like Nikolai Dante. And we were just said to him, said, Charlie, you need to do Nikolai Dante. You need to do a special. So he did a couple of stories for us. Um, this story was written for Charlie. It's obviously full Monty, based on the full Monty. The full Dante. Uh, the, the full Dante, yes. The famous movie of the time about uh, working class chaps taking their clothes off. From I haven't seen it recently, but I feel like I saw it maybe 10 years ago and it was still great. It's a funny movie. Yeah. It's a funny movie. Yeah. Um, so, okay, there's um, another uh, thing needs to be said about this. Uh, now, Charlie didn't know the characters. He'd just been, he was just sort of dragged in to do it. So I don't know where he got the wrong information from, but the character he's drawn here is Arkady Romanov, not Andreas Romanov. It should have been Andreas. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah, it doesn't really make any sense with Arkady because Arkady hates Dante's guts. And he wouldn't yeah, I'm like, this him. is way too cool a thing to be doing yeah. for Arkady. <laughs> Arkady's like a little sniveling teenager. Right, and Andreas is the swaggering older, yeah. older statesman of debauchery. Uh, who Dante... It makes sense that he would have like right. destroyed a bar. and that's yeah. That would have been, that, that was a whole, this story kind of stands in for a lot of like debauchery, which uh, Dante and Andreas did. Um, which we only see part of. Uh, the other story is the House of Sin, which we'll get to later. Um, anyway, uh, so this is um, unusually Charlie. And nobody actually, caught that. Uh, nobody caught that it was the no, wrong brother entirely. No, time, no, I think I think I think the thing about a weekly comic is that it happens very fast, and I think a lot of the time things just get done and people don't check it as well or people don't notice things. So I, I want to ask uh, any of our listeners um, if they could please retcon why this is supposed to be Andreas, but he looks like Arkady. I want someone to come up with 
um, an idea <laughs> for why why he looks like this. What happened? So just mm. just no prize it and tweet it at us at pod tdgr. Right, please. So this the action here is a little hard to work out. Um, this artwork is all done by Charlie, by the way. He's colored it himself too. Um, Charlie didn't get a chance to color very much these days because he's very famous from doing X Files and, of course, uh, Walking Dead. Uh, but he doesn't normally get to do. Oh, very The much Walking color. Dead. What's that? Uh, it's a comic. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's a comic. It's a comic. <laughs> it's like a zombies. worldwide phenomenon comic turned into TV series uh, that's still right. on. It is still on television. Still on. I yes, Charlie I think we might be in the final season of really? it. Um, I don't know if Charlie gets residuals from that, but I hope he does. Oh, he must. I don't know. I mean, um, he was co-creator, and it's an image he's book. So he's not co-creator. He wasn't the first artist on it, but he was. Was he not? Yeah, yeah. He picked up after the first artist. Oh. So I think there was some back and forth. Gosh, it's I been know. a long time since I read that. I know. It's, I do have the omnibus book. I, I think back we both there. Do. I we both, both have the omnibus. The omnibus See, this is what happens when people who like comics get married. Some of you may be able to relate to this or move in together. You end up having doubles of everything, and then arguing over whose you keep. Well, we have a full set, two full sets of Preacher. We do, yeah. Yeah, and you're not going to get rid of yours. No, so, no mine so are I, very sentimental, so, so they're not, not they're not going. Yeah, I'm not, I've got to get rid of mine. Yeah. Um, and I'm not getting rid of my copy of Watchmen because it's signed, so there. Uh, anyway, back to the story. Back to the story. Back to the story. Um, so the, it's not obviously clear what's happening right here, but um, I'm interpreting is that basically Dante has done three smoke rings, which then encircle... The triple-breasted triple woman is on his The triple-breasted horror of Eroticon 6. Right. The triple-breasted thing comes from uh, Frascati in Italy, where I was living at the time. Uh, Robbie came and visited. Now, the, the the kind of pagan symbol of Frascati is this woman with three breasts. Um, the two breasts are for milk, and the other, the third breast is white wine, because Frascati is famous for its white wine. So it's a kind of fertility, pagan fertility symbol. Uh, so any Rob, Robbie took this, and wow. that's why this, this woman has this three This goddess breasts. would be amazing at parties. Obviously, she yeah. is in this story. Okay. She is. That's so why he's blowing woman. smoke rings around her three boobs. Yeah. Yeah, I did not realize what was happening there. That's supernatural skill. Yes. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And this bar has been wrecked. Apparently. And people are holding up a broken table with their backs because they apparently lost some kind of bet, bet or something. Who knows? We're working at the carnage afterwards. Okay. something happened here and obviously Dante is very very wrecked Dante is definitely wrecked and I love um Charlie's uh drawing of his sort of like bulbous nose yeah I was looking back at how you draw Dante's nose and it's it's more broad it's not yeah. quite so so rounded but uh, it's super cute and he looks very drunk here so I'm, yeah. I'm into it yeah. Charlie's definitely nails the drunken yeah he definitely does <laughs> yeah. um so uh then we see that Chippendale starts to happen mm-hmm in the middle of mm-hmm. this bar. Cossack Chippendales. Cossack Chippendales. Yeah. And Dante is... Basically a drunken asshole. He this... just like breaks into their club, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He's just a jerk. And he does like the, the Jay and Silent Bob thing. Ladies, ladies, ladies. <laughs> Dante's here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he's very drunk. Yeah. And he basically says, like, why don't you take a real man instead of these hard right. bodies who are more sculpted than me? Yes. Um, he then assaults them. Yeah, then he, he drops a cigar down the pants of one guy. I mean, why? This is really dickish behavior from Dante. Yeah, well, it's funny because he, he, he's drunk and he calls himself Dickelai Nante. Yeah. 
And I've decided now that when he does things like in Gentleman Thief, when he throws that larger lady aside and calls her a whale, he's dick alive. That's dick alive. So yeah. just in case in, in the future mm. we run into these kind of moments, it's a dick alive. Dick alive yeah. strikes yeah. again. <laughs> it's almost as if like after having done Rudenstein where he behaves nobly, so nobly. heroically, mm. he had to kind of atone for it by being a complete twat. And he like overcorrected. He yeah. like moved the needle way. Yeah, no, he's, he's really horrible in this story. Yeah. Um, I mean, these these Cossacks aren't any great example of anything, but um, they didn't deserve to be. I mean, they're just standing there trying to like show off their they're bodies to the ladies. The what's what's yeah. so wrong with that? Yeah. Color um, is printed very dark here. It is. Why. Yes, it's a shadowy is. club. It's a shame. Um, and uh, what I love here is that the women are screaming, "Get them off and get them out! We paid to make fun of some dangly bits and buy Vladimir's beard. We better see them." Mm-hmm. As if that's what women go to strip clubs for to make fun of people's I have no idea that's like that's not what they do there I don't know they're definitely not there to make fun of anybody's genitals they're definitely there to get very excited about seeing the genitals I've never been a woman in a strip club I I have not but I watched Magic Mike so I feel like it's the same thing right right. yeah I've only been in a in a in a strip club of women I've not been in a strip club of men okay dancing for women though I would go really yeah okay well, well, we'll see if we can plan okay. after this pandemic is over. <laughs> okay, so then Dante decides, you know what? I'm going to get on stage mm-hmm. and get naked and dance for these ladies. Yeah. And he strips down to his skivvies mm-hmm. and he's got the, 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 Romanov, the crest Romanov crest on his on butt. His is that the first time we've seen his underwear with the crest on his butt? I, I feel like so. it might be. I think it might be. We do see it later. Yeah, yeah. Because this is the first time I'm seeing this this particular comic, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it because doesn't, the, it doesn't reprint it. It was the first uh, Dante collection. The uh, uh, what's it called? <clears throat> we published this thing. Uh, it's Hamlin. So the very first Dante collection was was published by Hamlin, uh, and they edited it. All the stories were not drawn by me. So a lot of these ones, so the for example the the Chris Weston one mm. and the Charlie Adler one were not. Printed in this book. Listen, I admire your Simon centricness, Hamlin. Like I understand. Yeah. However, the you I mean, it doesn't really stories, change. It doesn't change right. any because they're one offs. They're one offs. I get it. it. But like you are missing it. some it's, some things. There's some prime Dante going on here. There's some prime Dante going yeah. on here. You, you miss Dickelai Nante. Dickelai Nante. You can't miss the great Dickelai Nante. Nante. Um, and so basically that's it. He just he strips. And then he face plants yes. because he's an idiot. He tries to oh, and the, the ladies, um, uh, the ladies are saying no self control. That's the trouble with amateurs. So I, I think yeah. the implication here is that he's erect. Uh, apparently, that he's gotten excited yeah. as he's stripping, which is like a no no. Yeah, you know. And then he tries to. And then to he says the full Dante's to come, and he jumps off the the stage. And Crest says, I believe you require a longer shaft to properly execute the pole vault, Dante. The shade of it all. <laughs> Can we just like imagine that the Crest speaks with like a, a like a, a shady drag queen voice? Like <laughs> Sure. I'm into it. I believe you require a longer shaft to properly execute the pole vault, Dante. <laughs> Sashay away. There we go. <laughs> and thus he Amazing. exits the club. And he exits the club, stealing one of the Cossacks' underwear. Yeah. So one of them is just naked in there. Apparently. And uh, he's his day job, so grumbling, grumbling at the crest. And mm. I think the women are throwing things at him. Uh, There's, they're throwing things at well, him. Well, I hope they're throwing chairs and stuff at him because he's a 
douchebag. Yeah, so dickly. So yes. that is uh, the full Dante. Yeah. Um, so next up we have. Next up we have a full story, Moscow Duelist. Moscow Duelist. Written again by, say it with me, Robbie Morrison. Robbie Morrison. And art by Simon Fraser. That's me. Hello. Colors by Allison Kirkpatrick. Allison Kirkpatrick. And letters by Annie Parkhouse. Annie Parkhouse, yay! And so we open on the Imperial Palace. Yes. Floating, floating like a space egg. Yes. Like it does. As it does. As it does. And uh, we get to see a pissed off Jenna, which is always a good way to open. Uh, she's pretty much pissed off the whole first arc. Several arcs of Dante. I mean, yeah. Her pout is permanent. Yes. And, uh, and then we have... Um, these are here. Yes. And he is basically saying, I am opening this wonderful attraction that will mm. inspire the masses to right. obey me. Jenna gets in some good uh, quips on Dante saying that, you know, he looks like a piece of crap that mm -hmm. servants would clean off her shoe. And um, we get Count Pyre, who seems to be steering the giant space egg with a captain's wheel <laughs> from a, a sailing ship. So what was what was that about, Simon? I don't know. I mean, I it's a remember. giant like space egg flying through space, yeah. which is an amazing feat of yes. propulsion and gravity, yes. and it's controlled by the kind of captain's wheel I would expect to see at like a, you know, seaside hmm. fish restaurant. Yes. What's going on there? Uh, what was your thinking there? I don't know. Um, don't know. <laughs> You got yeah. no explanation for this? Listen, there's no explanation for any of this okay. stuff. It's people swaggering around wearing swords got it. in the future. It doesn't I'm going to guess that that yeah. wheel doesn't actually do anything. Okay. And that you he's should. just standing there feeling purposeful. Or maybe like it adjusts the view. Like it adjusts. Maybe he stole it and it's he's like just a dimmer. running around with it. He's like <laughs> carrying it because he, he likes it. Listen, Pyre's been through a lot. Like his lover it's died it's true. a he's, couple of arcs ago. How, these aliens deal with grief. Yeah. They steal things from, they gotta, rest, they from restaurants. They gotta steal from restaurants, <laughs> from fish restaurants. He's offended because he kind of looks like a fish, so he's like, yeah. I'm taking this with me. Crustacean. Mm. Anyway. So then we get this this one I've been waiting for. Okay. I have been waiting for this double page, really? page spread since we started this okay. podcast. Mm -hmm. And we have the fabulous face of the empire, visage of power. The thirteenth wonder of the empire. Mm -hmm. We have the czar's face, but it's yes. a palace. It's a palace. Yeah. The palace face. Yeah. That is gorgeous. Tell me about drawing that. Uh, gee, wow. We're um, looking up his nose. His face I is mean, gazing I, at the sky. I mean, if you know Moscow's architecture, I basically have grabbed lots and lots of bits of the Kremlin and stuck them round to make it all kind of work as a building, and then this kind of giant face, which is kind of. Like the Statue of Liberty. I was going to say it's like Statue of Liberty crown. Yeah, using yeah. crown. So I kind of smorgged all that together into one big thing. And I used the salient of the river to kind of house it all, to frame it. Um, it all came together pretty well. And I mean, the eyes are like stained glass windows. They're yeah, like atriums. Yeah, yeah, it all kind of worked out. How long did this take? To, oh, it looks like you're drawing New York over here. This looks like the Chrysler building back mm -hmm. here. And those look the like the little trade towers or something. Bank building probably. Um, uh, I, before, I'd never been to New York. Space Needle. When I listen, I had never I'm been to New York when I drew this. this, this what this buildings is, do you see in this, this, this uh, skyline? Before I had ever been to New York. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, um, I just, I think I had a handful of postcards of Moscow and a book of Russian architecture. 
which I basically pillaged ruthlessly. Um, I'm not happy too much with the way it's drawn. I'm not, I got better at the, the architectural distance of things looking like they're sat properly on the world. This is slightly awkward for me. Okay, I so know. I love this double page and you are dissatisfied with it. Yeah, I mean, okay. I'm a little bit dissatisfied with a lot of the early stuff because it doesn't quite, the inking isn't quite right. Mm -hmm. doesn't quite sit right for me. But it, it, there's a lot of nice ideas in it. I'm very happy with how it looks, I think. I mean, it sells it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a good bit of work, literally work. How long building. did it take you to draw this? I Do you remember? Idea. Days. 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 I would imagine. Several days. And I like that you um, showed sort of like how the layers of the face would have been put together. Like it looks like. Yeah, well, you've got to establish the, the, what the scale is. And for that, you've got to have kind of recognizable sized buildings. And it kind of it builds from that and builds bigger and bigger. And but bigger. I mean, like here, yeah. these sort of layers. Yeah. Yeah perspective yeah kind of it's perspective really interesting and like the lines and sort of like the bits of stone fitting together a little yeah. bit like cathedral like yeah. i gave it a lot of thought yeah you clearly did yeah. well. so uh so that's our big reveal mm -hmm. the palace floats over i to don't this. know what that the blimp has got something in russian written inside and I, I don't remember what that is i forgot what i wrote so if anyone speaks or reads russian yeah tell me what, what it is. does the blimp say is it rude i don't know i can't remember Tweet at us <laughs> at pod TGDR, please. Yeah. Let us know. Um, okay, so Dante uh, is <clears throat> amused. Yes. And um, his uh, dad is not. Dimitri is turning his back on the whole thing. Dimitri's pissed off. He is pissed that's off. Dimitri's whole thing. Yeah. Dimitri's annoyed. They start sparring, Dimitri mm -hmm. and the Tsar. And, and you see Dimitri's weapons crest manifesting itself in his face. In his face. He's getting mm. he's getting some of that biomech uh, yeah. striping in his face. That's what we get when he's angry. That's You wouldn't like him when he's angry. We don't like him when he's not angry. Yeah, you just don't like him he's, in general. He's horrible. Mm -hmm. And then we see the correct Andreas, yes? Uh, Andreas, where? Right here? No, that's that's Constantine. Oh, sorry. That's Constantine. Constantine. I, I'm still a little confused with Andres all the siblings. In, I think Andreas is in there somewhere. Okay. Yet, oh, I know who he is. Yes, we do see him later. The giant douchebag brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. see him later. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so then we get uh, Natasia. Nastasia, yeah. yeah. Nastasia. Yeah. I don't think me. I got Nastasia. to draw her again. I think maybe the only time I ever drew Nastasia. Uh, well, you drew spoilers. her in the first arc. First arc. But then uh, this is it, the last time I drew her. Cause really? She, yeah. yeah. Oh. Spoilers. She doesn't mm -hmm. survive for a long time. What are you doing? What? Oh my god. Spoiling a story that we're yeah. deliberately spoiling? What do you mean? Yes, that's what we're yes, doing. Yes, but it's ahead of what we're spoiling. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm um, meta spoiling. You really are meta spoiling. Um, so then uh, Nastasia is mm -hmm. leading us around this party. Right. And introducing us to all of the yeah. fancy pants people in it. World building. And we see the Rasputin Devil's Martyrs again. Yep. And Dante gets his cheesy grin. Apparently, talks they get, about they get psychic powers now. Which they have psychic they powers. Uh, well, it's supposed to be the upper ranks have psychic right. powers. Okay. So uh, maybe the the gal that we saw just wasn't high placed yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, but he he brushed bristles with mm -hmm. them, and then we see um, the house of Bolshoi. Yeah, Mikhail We get him later. He's another character. That and his lover, his... the Firebird Ballerina Queen. They all come back later. She's gorgeous, so I'm glad that and we get, get to a see lot her of, again. A lot of very thin women there because mm, uh, ballet is a ballet. Sure, Bolshoi. Yeah. Then we get this murderous Sagawa. The, the yakuza, yeah. basically. Robbie's favorite um, things in the whole world. 
And then yeah. the Houses of Numa, Tantor and Kong, controllers of the former African continent, which is a bit ill-considered because we have the endangered species of uh, lions, um, elephants, and an ape have now become sentient mm-hmm. and wiped out their human aggressors and yeah. assume power and and having Africa be represented by a humanoid ape, maybe not the best sight gag yeah, placement. That, that doesn't stand I mean, well. maybe like a kangaroo from Australia, if we wanted to do this kind of idea, would have been a little yeah. less yeah. Um, dicey. Yeah. Um, I like the idea I mean, of, yeah. of uh, endangered species killing humans and becoming, you know, mm-hmm. sentient. That's cool. Seems um, like a bummer for the rest of the Africans, though. Yeah, it just it's yeah, it's a, it was yeah. not a good choice. Um and then we have speaking the Speaking of not speaking good of, choices. <laughs> speaking of choices that um outside of the late 90s um Possibly really stand out. Yeah. Uh the Chinese triumvirate. Yes. Uh housed as collective consciousness in a triune triune yeah. armor. Um as you probably know, I love that it starts as you probably know. China recently Littleized the Vonnegut, utilized. Sorry, the sorry, I'm, I'm misreading the the writing there. Um, utilized the Vonnegut equation to shrink themselves in an attempt to combat overpopulation. Okay. This is a reference to uh, the Kurt Vonnegut novel Slapstick, which um, feature one of the subplots of the story is that there's a strange disease sweeping the world, uh, a pandemic, if you will, and oh my um, God, how the Chinese people have how all unbelievable. God, I do, can't I imagine that ever happening. Stories. Uh, and the Chinese have all disappeared. And I think, as I recall, it's a long time since I read this, but um, basically the Chinese people had managed to successfully miniaturize themselves to a, a near atomic level and had become this kind of red mist, which then became a disease which spread around the world. I think. I forget. You so can it's correct like evil me inner wrong. space. Yeah. I really like inner space. Yeah. But in I'm going to make you watch that one day. Are you? Yeah. Is that Dennis Quaid? Yeah, I think so. Uh, okay, I like Dennis Quaid. I haven't seen it since I was like eight, but I okay. loved it so much. Dennis Quaid would have been a great Dante. Hmm. Just well, there saying. you go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is this is also unfortunate. Also, yeah. the whole like overpopulation thing and the China like one child yeah, policy, little tiny Chinese like, people. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah, and kind of like a circusy kind of a bend. It's regrettable. Mm. I mean, I get it. Like we're going through and we're kind of doing these sort of like stereotypes. Um, yeah. Uh, they're meant to be archetypes, but like funny, and yeah. it just kind of yeah. yeah it's tone deaf. Yeah, in yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, we'll move right along. Feel bad, Robbie. Feel bad. Okay, so moving right along, mm-hmm. we come to uh, this rather uncharacteristically for this empire noble man. Mm-hmm. who is offering his sword to the czar. He can't mm-hmm. offer him tribute because um, there were casualties of uh, and reconstruction needs following the Tukunov earthquake. Yes. So they, they're, they're rebuilding their sector and can't help pay for this vanity palace. Interestingly, there's a spelling mistake, which is in all three editions of this book, Earthquake. Oh, Earthquake. Look at that. Oh. My brain just corrected it. I know. We just saw my... Nobody's noticed that. Yeah. I, I've never noticed that before. I've, I mean, I have read this Earthquake. story a few times. Earthquake. Fabulous. It's in, it's in the first edition and the second and the third edition. So this is... Um, do, do we do we get this gentleman's name? Uh, yes. Uh, Chaos. 
Gaius. Gaius Zakharovich. It's with a C, though. Gaius. It's, it's Gaius. 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 Yeah. Okay. It's like in the Russian or Latin. Okay, got it. Okay, yeah, so something. Gaius. Mm -hmm. Gaius, the uh, sword master. Yes. The fencing master. Yes is giving his sword, and Jenna basically jumps in and says that his loyalty and friendship are more than enough tribute. Right. And the Tsar is like, shut your face! Yeah. Don't it's speak for nice, me. Nice her down pretty hard. Yes. So this is where we realize that Jenna has a, a, a bit soul. of a personal assault. A beating heart. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, um, and, and it's a tease that she has a personal relationship with this yes, guy, right. which we'll find out in a minute. And this is the this is the other brother. That's Andreas. That's Andreas. That's so Andreas that is the guy who's, who yeah. was, uh, yeah. for some reason, posing as Arkady in the bar <laughs> in Charlie's comic, Charlie right. Adlard's comic. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, so they stroll around a little bit, and mm -hmm. then, uh, oh yeah, I just sort of, glossed right over this part the part where the czar says oh these guys built me this beautiful palace and then i gouged their eyes out yeah that's so a that reference they to in... peter the great right that's that like no it's like an actual historical yeah, thing actual i was going to yeah, say that's what I'm saying. Um, um so yeah that's referenced here and i did it totally for comedy which is horrible uh, and then of course he's like you've got the the czar's most beautiful seductresses to play with and of course there's two uh rather large naked men strapping men yes and that's that's a, a, a joke i think yeah mm. it's like well it's the the czar being a jerk because yeah. he's like you know oh i'm gonna take care of them for the rest of their mm. lives because i've blinded them and yeah. they get our most fabulous seductresses right. to yeah. see to their needs and it's like these two like bruisers yeah. who are obviously not yeah seductresses hey, um, listen, maybe they want that i don't think we just i don't think we, we've established their orientation uh sure yeah. Let's let's hope for their sake yeah. that they do. Yes. Um, and then we move into this next section yeah. where uh, Dante has moved away from his Dickelai roots, and he is getting in trouble for having naughty thoughts about a woman with a beard. Yeah. Look how he's grown. He's grown. So Look at how he's so grown. So proud of him. I'm so proud of him. How he's grown since <laughs> Russia's greatest love machine. Good job. Literally a matter of like. 12 pages ago. You know, we don't know how much time has passed. Yeah, true. And also, I get the feeling that Dante kind of experiences growth on a dime. It, it doesn't really happen gradually for him. No. He just sort of gets he, there. He's, yeah, he's, he's light-spirited. <laughs> no, 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 yes. Yeah. Not going to grow up, not going to grow up. Growing okay. Up. Yes. Yeah, all right. Yes. Not um, going to care about things, not going to care about things. All I care about Now I care. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Now you're all my people. And I will look after you and I will I die, mean, die, die trying. It makes sense to me, actually, for who he is as a character. And I find it funny and I kind think, of great. I think this was called Mercurial. I love it. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's sort of an uncomplicated guy. When the flip, when the flip yeah. switches, when the switch flips, yes. it flips. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I think that's part of his charm is that I he think is, it is uncomplicated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He just... You know, feels things in the moment and yeah. he goes with his gut. I mean, is... I will say that even, you know, some of the kind of um, more uh, kind of uh, awkward moments with him, you know, looking back, um, you know, they, they definitely are discussed in the comic mm -hmm. and, you, and you do kind of right. see him get checked some. And yes. and that's really great. Um, I love that about this story mm -hmm. yeah. um, and these stories. I agree. No, I, um, I think that's part of the charm of the character. One is that he is charming. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, and our heroes don't have to be perfect. Yeah, he's a dick, but he's willing to work through these he's things. He's a dick, but he's our dick. He, well, yeah. 
so to speak. So, so to speak. Um, so now this, uh, the bearded uh, lady's yeah. husband gets very upset and says, I challenge you to a duel. Right. Now um, the plot kicks and in. And now the plot kicks in. Yeah. And, uh, but just, just in case you're worried there might be too much plot, we do have a bit with Dante putting his sword yeah, up sexually Jenna's, harassing the <laughs> up Jenna's skirt. Right. Um, yeah. Yes, and she has a go at him. I like right. this scream in here. Mm. Yeah. Her face, she looks really angry and intense. Yeah, yeah. listen, that's, that was her thing. Mm -hmm. Being angry and intense was kind mm -hmm. of her thing. Um, and so she gets him back for mm -hmm. uh, this business with the sword mm -hmm. by moving his sword to poke out the eye of one of the Chinese triumvirates. Yes. Um, who then uh, they swear that they are going to get revenge. Right. So another duel is secured. Yeah, and he tries to play. We have some. Bowling with them. Bit regrettable visual comedy going on here. Yeah. And then we move on to some more comedy and this is fabulous so which yeah. which brother is this um andreas no, no andreas no, no, no. oh no that's uh what's his name um you know silent but deadly silent bob um silent bob. <laughs> uh damn it victor he's victor, victor, victor. there we go yeah. so victor who's when, literally done nothing up to his point done nothing. stood around looking dorky yes and when the um uh sentient uh gorilla's back is turned um, and he's holding a banana. Victor swoops in and bites the banana. Yeah. So his movements are supposed to be bird-like. That was kind of mm -hmm. the shtick here. He's, he does things in a weirdly bird-like way. The beat here is very comedic and funny, though. Right. So good job, yeah. Simon. Thank when you. I was reading yeah. it, I laughed. Right. That's good. And it doesn't, of course, doesn't make any sense. And he doesn't Why make he any would sense. eat that But also banana? the fact that Dante, and this is a thing that goes on, is like Dante is having conversations with Victor, and Victor says nothing. But Dante always has conversations with Victor as if Victor is saying something. Right. Like there's an expectation that he's going to chat yeah. with him. Just that there's no, there's no reciprocation. Victor right. never speaks. Right. Um, and then the, uh, the gorilla gets upset. Yes. And uh, challenges Dante to yeah. a duel. To a duel. And yeah. we're, see we're seeing yeah. a theme here. Yeah. Um, and then trial by combat. Pretty and scary then... gorilla, by the way. I, I was quite pleased with that. Yeah. I had that at that point when I was at college. I used to go to the Edinburgh Zoo, and they have a small gorilla colony there. And I spent quite a few days drawing those gorillas. So you went there specifically to specifically draw, them. draw the gorillas. I had gone to the zoo just to, to go to the zoo because the the Edinburgh Art College where I went to at the time had passes, so you could go to the zoo for free. That's awesome. So I thought, well, that seems more interesting than being in class. I thought I'll go to the zoo. So I went to the zoo and kind of hung out and just looked at things. And the gorillas are completely fascinating. I bet they were. So I spent a lot of time drawing gorillas. I did a huge painting of gorillas. I did some etchings of gorillas. I did lots of gorillas because they seemed like the closest thing to people I could choose to do without being people. Mm -hmm. um, so it was, it was a lot of fun. So you get to use these skills here. Yeah. My gorilla drawing skills are fully utilized here. There you go. Um, and so the czar basically says... All right, Dante, mm -hmm. we're going to have a big Colosseum-like battle. Right. And everyone is going to fight you that you've pissed off so right. far. Um, and because the Tsar is pissed off at him, mm -hmm. he enlists the fencing master to fight Dante on his behalf. Right. Because the fencing master said, I give you my sword. Right. And he said, okay, you're going to be my sword. Yeah. And Jenna looks pissed. Yeah, Jenna looks pissed. Jenna looks pissed. And so then we 
cut to the guest chambers of Dante, and he finds there are a couple of people waiting for him in his chambers. Maria and Sophia. Mm -hmm. Socorina. Mm -hmm. Heiresses of the Moscow State Circus, and they are doing some fabulous back bends and crotch splits and Mm -hmm. just looking great. Mm-hmm. And they are trying to persuade Dante to use their circus as the venue for his battle. I think they succeed succeeded in persuading. They him. definitely did. And the crest is like, you know, you could have like got a bidding war going. And he's like, nope, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Did you see how they are acrobatting? Yes. Did you Acrobatic. see this agility? Heiresses. Yes, he says. Twins. Money isn't everything, crest. Sometimes the ability to get in good with some very acrobatic, Hmm. limber ladies is worth it. Yeah. Um, And so then we cut to the circus. Yeah. And we get a lot of fun circus times. I think I actually did the the logos this. Okay, the the, the title graphics here, I actually printed out on my computer and then stuck to the artwork with a bit of paper. Is that the Alfredo Marconi? Is it? Yeah, yeah. that's that's a new one for me. I'd never done that before, so I was like excited to use a computer in my art for the first time. Seems ironic now, or at least weird now, because everything is computerized. Because now you're you're sketching on paper and scanning it and doing everything else digital. Yeah, so, and and the flying Stronzi is, of course, um, rude. Is Stronzi like a Schwanstucker? No, no, it's turds or something. Flying shape. Oh, really? Yeah, the flying shape. Ooh. Um, I, I immediately thought phallic, but no, no it's poop. No, it's poop. Okay. I think it's poop. All right, then. Um, so... I'm not proud of that. <laughs> that was all you, huh? Seemed seemed funny at the time. Listen. I was like 26 or something. I mean... <laughs> that's understandable. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it again. We've all done regrettable things in our 20s, Simon. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway. So we more, are... More banter. More banter with Jenna. Mm-hmm. Jenna pulls a sword on Dante. Mm-hmm. As she does. And then he goes to kiss her and she headbutts him. Yeah. Because, you know. His usual sexual and, harassment. Yeah. And, uh, and the crest is like, listen, she doesn't like you. And he's like, no, she does because she could have slit my throat. But she just headbutted me instead. It's a gesture of love. Yeah, or sure. Interest. Yeah, is that what I should do when I when I'm feeling loving towards you? Just headbutt you. Um, I would lose that battle because you're you have a formidable skull. Is, that would hurt. It's like a Saint Bernard. That would hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> I would not recover. Yeah. My, my head is fairly hard. We do not recommend. Don't try this at home. Yeah. If you want to show someone you love them, don't headbutt them. No. Not a good idea. Um, we have some more floating platforms, and then we see our heiresses yeah, in top hats. Mm-hmm. I love these outfits. Yeah, I just love them with the stars in their cheek and their top hats and their little bustiers. I'm not sure the practicalities of doing acrobatics in bustiers. It but... doesn't matter. Look how great they look. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how they're staying in, but oh my god, I love it. It's the future. It's the future. Yeah, you know, it's like George Lucas said: mm. in space, no one wears bras. Yeah. Yeah. And elephants do acrobatics. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just love them. Is yeah. this the last time we see them? It is the last time we see them. Oh. Robbie, please write a story with, with the heiresses. Please, yeah. the acrobatic heiresses. Yeah. I love them. The acrobatic heiresses spin off. They're so good. Yeah. Um, so 
Um, he doesn't need to be in it. He can just be. They can just be just be in the background. I mean, he can he can swan through. Have him in a poster or something yeah. in the background. Yeah, you know, he can swan through. People like Dante. Okay. No, yeah. but he's finished. He's done. We don't do any more Dante. No, but he, he, like the prequel that was in the fortieth uh, anniversary issue. Yeah, Go back in time. Cheat. That's kind of a cheat. I'm here for a cheat. If mm. we get these ladies again in their prime, I'm into mm -hmm. it. All right. Um, I'll pass it up. Okay. Thanks. Um, so then we uh, get the beginning of the duel, and Dante pulls a fast one on mm -hmm. the guy who's her suit wife. Yeah, the room, the, uh, the he was guy. he was oogling. I mean, he flat up just murders the guy. Just he does. Up. It's like he's no like duel starts as soon as he step in the ring, and the guy's like, "Yeah, read the rule book," and he's just like, Bloop! "Done." Yeah, cheap yeah. shot. Yeah, very cheap shot. Just stabs him, yeah. and then the triumvirate um, uh, or triune armor. Yeah, they do some um, kind of weird octopus has got like thing. Cthulhu tentacles mm, yeah um Dante's kind of on the ropes and he gets thrown into a neighboring tent mm -hmm. it looks like yeah where the elephants are training yeah and then begins the pachyderm extravaganza yeah where we get this wonderful page can I just say how much fun it is to draw elephants I mean you can see it I had never at that point seen, I mean, I'd seen some elephants in like the circus or the zoo at that point, but I'd never seen them in the wild. I have since seen an awful lot of elephants in the wild and elephants are just the most wonderful animals ever. They are spectacular in real life and they don't really give a shit. Like most wild animals kind of care that you're around and they're kind of like, nope, we're not having that. Human being is dangerous. Elephants, by sheer virtue of their size and intimidatingness, um, they just look at you like, yeah, all right. And then they kind of like, they, they, they don't like encourage your presence, but they largely don't give a shit. Um, and I've spent a lot of time around elephants now and it's like, it's, it's very impressive. Oh, and I played, oh, this is the, this will make you jealous. Oh I played with a baby elephant once. It was about the size of a golden retriever. It was so little. It was like a day or two old and it was so Did it have fun. little fuzzies on it? Yes, it was covered in fuzz. Yay. And it was just bouncing around and it had such a sense of fun. It was like literally bouncing up and down and it was like such a fun little thing. And it was oh, sniffing us and jealous. sticking his little trunk in our faces. And it was so fun. Oh. It was at a, the, the, the Sheldrick um, Trust, which is a reserve for uh, baby elephants outside Nairobi. Um, Jack and Sheldrick runs it. That's an amazing job. It's an incredible place. I take care um, of baby elephants for It's a charity. And you can support them. Oh. Um, they have lots of baby elephants there regularly because a lot of problems happen and, and elephants get orphaned. And as a result, they get picked up by others and they get taken to the Sheldrick Trust where they look after them and breed them. And the bring Sheldrick them up, Trust. Sheldrick Trust. And they bring them up. Uh, Daphne Sheldrick runs it and they, they raise them to an age where they can be taken back to, to one of the larger parks and put in there and maybe can be put... I don't know how easy it is to get them to, to integrate. To rewild, with, I wouldn't think. Yeah, it's, be it's able troublesome. To. Um, but they, they do bring them up and they have each elephant, each baby elephant has a keeper who, who looks after it and sleeps with it because they're so sensitive that they need somebody to stay with them at night. That's amazing. I know. It's so cute. Okay. Well, we need to move on because this is not Sorry, the baby elephant podcast. But. Anyway, Alfredo Marconi and his acrobatic elephant. And his acrobatic elephant. Yeah. Um, this is an amazing page. I still own that page. I still have it. I know. Yeah. I've seen it in your book when we've gone to cons yeah. and it is fabulous. Yeah. The perspective on this is just wonderful, okay. and the, these elephants are delightful, and I love everything about it. Yeah. Um, and then we have the gorilla with a gun at yeah. the bottom yeah. coming after Dante, yeah. and just you just do a, an amazing job here of taking what could be like a nightmare 
assignment and making it very clear and the action's very readable. And we follow it through and he lands on Dante who manages, well, Dante manages to scram right before he lands. And uh, we have another floating platform that comes into the mix and the elephants chase Dante back into the main Mm -hmm. arena where Dante then promptly stabs the gorilla. With a lance. With a lance. Which he seems to have conjured up. That I don't know problems. where that lance came I from. I think it's actually, he, he generated it with his bio blades. Really? It's not clear because it, yeah. Oh yeah, look at that. You can see the spikes behind it. It's not clear because it's colored as a... As a I see. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, you see the spikes behind yeah, it. So yeah, he makes a lance yeah. out of his arm. That's, That's very cool. That we see something other than a sword. Uh, he did a, a Oh, he did the bow. That's right. He did like a... Yeah, it was like a... A pole for Got it. Um, anyway. so, all right, so another, so, another one bites the dust, and now we get to the main event, which yes. is Dante facing off with the Swordmaster, yeah. Swordmaster. And he's very serious in pledging his honor mm-hmm. and first blood to Vladimir, mm-hmm. and Dante makes a joke about, hope you'll accept a shallow cut on the pinky as evidence of first blood if I can't yeah. win. You see, Dante's got a, 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 a band-aid or a elastoplast across his nose there. It's a straight-up reference to adamant. Okay. Yes, Prince Charming. Well, there you go. That's what I was doing. Um, I was having fun with it. Yeah. And, uh, and well, it's from Jenna Headbutting. Yes. Yeah. That's fine. Um, so it makes sense in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they have a duel, and uh, the, the, the teacher swords master is, like, teaching Dante about dueling as yeah. he's beating him yeah. badly. Um, and uh, he has him on the ropes, and Dante's like, do it. He's, like, ready to meet his maker. Mm-hmm. And the the sword master just nicks his pinky finger. That's it. First blood. And says, first blood, your honor's avenged. And the czar says, finish him. Yes. And the, the sword master's like, you know what? Enough. Yeah. You're a fool. Your subjects are awful. Mm. I'm not doing it. Yeah. And Vladimir says, okay, Pyre, Bam. take it away. And he... Blasts him right in the chest, and we see Jenna fall apart, shedding a tear. Yeah. Again, this is this story is about Jenna as much as Dante. Yeah, and and it's funny how he says, "Jenna, my love, compose yourself now." Yeah. Charming Um, to the end. Yes, and then Dante is holding him as he dies, and he tells him what Jenna said to him, which was, "You were like a father to her." And the emperor would be the empire would be a better place if he had been her father. And he tells him to keep his guard up, and he dies. And then mm-hmm. we have a line from Shakespeare: mm-hmm. "I have no words; my voice is in my sword." Yeah. It's very sad. It is very sad. I like the coloring there too. They're in black and white. Yeah. That seems to be what um, Allison does when things are really things serious. Yeah, yeah, things get grim and serious. Yeah. We go from color to black and white. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then uh, Jenna is very moved by this. Apparently. So moved and and basically grieving like a, a father figure dying mm-hmm. that she shows up at Dante's door and says, Wearing it's the most. looks like a. a it looks like a gun. silk robe, yeah, doesn't it? It does look that much. Um, yeah, because see, it's, it's flying open here yeah. and you can see her thigh there. So yeah. Yep. And she says, it's the probably the most decent thing you've ever done. And then she hears giggles from inside the room and looks past, opens the door, looks past Dante and sees the heiresses Mm -hmm. doing their acrobatics in the nude. Again, with the 
with the improbably placed chandeliers. This mm -hmm. is the thing about this story. It's like an awful lot of chandeliers just like, what? Why? The chandeliers and the flagpoles, they're there when you need them. Yep. Um, Every time. And so she slaps Dante and runs off mm -hmm. with her head in her hands. And the heiress is looking fabulous again. Yeah. Dante's obviously distraught. Heiress is in your bed and princess is at your door. What kind of man are you, Nikolai yep. Dante? Indeed. Either the lucky, luckiest one alive or the unluckiest. And then he goes, what the hell? Dives back show in. Show must go on. Show must go on. I'm in like Flynn. Yeah. Which is great. Um, and then we see that the poor uh, elephant Alfredo. trainer mm -hmm. is still chasing his elephants. Yeah. Um, for a bit of comedy, but, mm -hmm. but Dante, yeah, is definitely stricken and mm -hmm. this was a real moment for them and it was missed. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it hints at what's to come. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was rather pleased with that. Uh, there's a panel back there with the train stopped on the tracks and the background of the buildings and most of the buildings. I'm pleased with the building. You're actually happy with the panel. Yeah. Amazing. It's nice. It's nice yeah. for the world building there. I'm mm -hmm. pleased with that. Yeah. And the palace is flying away. Yeah, floating in the background. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I think this, this story works pretty well. Yeah. It holds together. This is another good one. Mm -hmm. I know I was saying Gentleman Thief, I would give that to people, but I think this one as well. Yeah. These two are very good for kind of... It's very Dante. Very Dante. It starts to work. Um, it, it's, it's characters kind of clear in that there's some irresponsible douchebaggery, but he's also got a bit of nobility in there. So mm. happy with that. The end. So yeah. we, that's it. We're closing the book on Dante yeah. uh, for today, but we'll be back next week with the Gulag Apocalyptic. Gulag Apocalyptic. Yes. yes. Drawn by the incredible Henry Flint. Oh my goodness. I know. That's big time. Yeah, it is big time. That's big time. I'm excited for that. Um, we that. hope you enjoyed our podcast. And if so, please subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at PodTGDR. Let us know what you think of the podcast of Dante Comics whatever's on your mind and i'm edie i'm simon and we will catch you next time bye